rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling, I'm feeling life. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. All right, all right, all right, all right, man. Welcome to another episode of Molly Talks, baby. The safe place for keeping it player where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. It's another week with your boys, SL and the man T. We alive, we're kicking it. You know what I'm saying? God is good. We're getting money in our pockets, you know. <laughs> I can't complain. A little money, a little money. Try to try to keep the IRS off my back. You know what I'm saying? You know, don't call my phone. Pay them taxes. Pay them taxes, because they'll you can sell dope, but they'll come get you for them not paying your taxes. Remember that. Every That's big right. kingpin, they took yeah. down because they for tax evasion. That's so they got a damn, what's his name? Nigga from Chicago. Uh, I can't remember, but whatever. All the gangsters, nigga. All the gangsters. Uh, you know, if you watch American Gangster, they track the money, not the bodies. They don't give a fuck about your body, nigga. They they track the money. That's how they got Frank. Frank Lucas. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. And then he snitched. We'll, we'll talk about snitching later. Um, but how you doing, T? You know, you, I'm good. You, know, you look well, my brother. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm on my new, like I'm saying, I was keto. Keto Negro. Keto, and now I'm in the gym. So you're the keto Negro. You're the keto Negro. We might might have to re, might have to brand something like that. Like the keto shit is cool, and now I'm in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Feeling good. Okay. Hey, you know look good. Hairline still good. You know. That's a blessing, man. I'll think about it the other day. Some of these niggas ain't got no top. Niggas ain't got the top been dropped. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a blessing to have a good hairline. You, but you know, like I said, you can always have a chance to redeem it. You know, when you go out of town, go get you a nice little, you know, no weave. No, no. Have a different life. There's a cold, bro. It's out of town. I said out of town, not in the same city. Nigga, you talking about out of town, but this is what I'm trying to say though. There's a code to this shit, bro. Like, this is we're getting so like, I understand pro- being progressive and, and and being open to to everything, but it's a code that men need to stick to to just be a man. We are losing this shit day by day, and a lot of shit is flying, bro. A lot of shit is flying, and mm-hmm. it's getting nasty. And no, there's a lot of there's a lot of egregiousness going out there, man. It's getting nasty, bro. And that's why I'm really going to talk about That's why I'm happy my nigga Bobby came home. Because it's kind of returned. Like, you understand there's such thing as having morals mm-hmm. and loyalty. Yeah. And standing tall. Accepting accepting the the, the, uh, the consequences of your actions. Mm-hmm. These are real things, people. The internet and TikTok got us fucked up. I'm blaming TikTok for a lot of shit. Okay, you know it's a, it's a younger generation. I blame I will blame TikTok and the 
say lack of responsible OGs out there. Because Nigga, know, I ain't had no OG, bro. But I you had, had people, you had people in around you that was not condoning the fuck shit. And you had great, you had great uh but you know, say, I'm gonna tell you this is some deep shit though. This I'm gonna get deep. You're talking your point talking ahead, about people ahead. around you that wasn't condoning the fuck shit. Yeah. But when you grow up and you find out the truth about some of the adults in your life, heartbreak. It could fuck you up too. Cause you be thinking niggas is real solid individuals, but then you learn about some shit about them and it fuck up your whole childhood. <laughs> That's why they say never meet your idols, bro. You're gonna be fuck disappointed your whole that shit. They fuck niggas. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got some shit with them, man. But then I saw that's why I realized that everybody's a person. So, you know, people got flaws and, you know, don't idolize anybody except for yeah. you know, the holy one up top. But that's that's true. But we need, we need, we need example, role models. Can, need exactly. Role. We need niggas we can see. Like, how do we, like, it's, it's whether it's one person or you took, you took a whole group of people and made, a model in your head of the man you wanted to be. You're like, I see, I'm gonna take this from this nigga, this from that nigga, this from that nigga, this from that nigga, and this is a, and I'm gonna put it all together in me and make a ill ass, fly ass, rich ass, player ass nigga. That's good advice. That's good advice for the youngers listening to it, man. Take the good parts of people and put them all together like a smorgasbord, smorgasbord of uh yeah yeah uh you know like the uh what's the what the power ranger of voltron nigga voltron that's some oh you ain't you wasn't even old enough to watch the megazord megazord (laughs) megazord you know yes you know what i'm saying take all the good good qualities of who you want to take even if the celebrities take idolize of what they have that you think they have good qualities of take Mm -hmm. that megazord of of you so you can be the best person you can because somebody's watching you regardless if you don't don't think so or not yeah but i don't got no advice for niggas i don't i i don't give advice i don't got no advice when i talk like this i'm talking to my damn self like really and if some shit hits you then okay but i really i can't give nobody no advice bro i really can't no that's that's okay that's that's great that you understand that though a lot of people a lot of people try to give advice and uh Oh, you made me think about like something. You made me think about something. You made me think about the Keep It Funky. I was going to go somewhere else, but I got, you made me think about something. Let's go. Let's get to it. Bro, all these motherfuckers online is gurus, relationship coaches, trying to tell someone else, give someone else advice. All these motherfucking home practitioners and fucking crystals and I'm not listening to none of y'all niggas. Mm-hmm. None of these niggas giving advice on the internet. Period. Yeah. Not Kevin Samuels. And, and, and Kevin Samuels points out, sticks out my mind because there's crazy because some people was really listening to him and like found a philosophy. They like, yo, this is this nigga talking that shit. But I'm like, bro, I take all these shit with a grain of salt. That nigga was funny. But it's crazy something that I found funny. Some people took and was like, this is the this is how men need to be treated. They this is what it like they really took that shit. And took that shit all the way to the end zone. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I really, I'm, I'm so tired of fucking wellness coaches and and spiritual advisors and pastors. I swear to God, 
I'm I'm tired of this shit, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. Please stop giving advice. Mm-hmm. Everyone gives advice. Everyone. I don't and look, it's it's funny. We got a podcast and we talk shit and you know, we make recommendations and we tell y'all niggas to come to us. But listen, don't listen to me. I agree. And because I'm gonna contradict myself. I'm not a hypocrite, but I will contradict myself. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just so tired of people monitoring, and they're using it to monitor because they're selling it to people who need a philosophy. They're selling it to people, you know what I'm saying? At least, talking about Fred Hampton, at least he wasn't selling them something that they had to buy. He was trying to help people lift themselves up with, with the consciousness, you know what I'm saying? He was trying to teach people how to empower themselves. But see, that's what these people try to say. No, I'm trying to teach you how to empower yourself. But subscribe to my, uh, for 19 a month, get on my Patreon, I understand you gotta monetize everything, especially if you bring a value. But I just want everybody to shut the fuck up. That's why I kind of like Joe Budden because it's entertainment, and I feel like he's walking the walk more than he's trying to preach to niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like sell some life advice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Joe Budden don't went out sad a lot of times. Oh, I mean, well, I think he's unapologetic about his going out sad, and he acknowledges that he's going out sad plenty of yeah. times. Yeah. And so I, I think I think that's why a lot of people gravitate to, towards him. Plus, if you really like to be very objective about Joe Budden, like he has really been really at the head of a lot of the shit that we're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he was in front of the camera ten years ago. He had his own like YouTube, you know, channel, Joe Budden mm-hmm. Television. You know what I'm saying? He was on Love and Hip Hop like first season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was on reality TV and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And he he was the 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 sad rapper, all these yeah, things. That angry he, rapper. Like yeah, he was. He's been this person, and I think you know, as we get into like you know people being sensitive, you know, they're they're seeing his old shit and his transgressions of, of a human being growing up, mm-hmm. and they hold that against him. I mean, he, he is like toxic in some you know current ways or whatever. But we all are, my nigga. Yeah, we all are. And you said a word, unapologetic. That's some shit. Like, I'm not giving advice, but I'm talking, like I said, I'm talking myself. That's some shit right there that will free you. You got to, there's some shit that the world, obviously we're not talking about no real, I'm not talking about no real toxic, fucked up, evil shit. I'm talking about there's some shit that you got to just stand on and be unapologetic about. Because you, you, you're saying like all this backlash, uh, cancel culture shit, you know who they don't cancel? Niggas is really unapologetic about this shit. Like Dave Chappelle. Like when he's when he says what he says, he's saying it and he's not apologizing for what, what the fuck he's saying. Because you know why? He's probably done all the thought, done all the motherfucking the, the sifting through the bullshit to be like, you know what? A lot of people might disagree with me, but I'm gonna take this stand and be unapologetic about my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like morals and values is some shit you gotta be because the world will tell you some shit is right that's wrong. And you gotta be like, nigga, I'm gonna say fuck the world and I'm gonna be unapologetic about my shit. And I'm not and I'm not talking about standing on no fuck shit. I'm talking about standing on some shit that just people may not agree with you on. And that's fine. That's fine. Uh not everybody is supposed to agree with you, bro. You know what I'm saying? But as the at the very minute level, you should have to have civil discourse with someone where you know you, you can come to agreement. Like you know what, 
I don't agree, but you know what? Salute to you, and you know, go on to the next topic. Yeah, but you said that like you a businessman, right? And in that corporate world, there's a that politically correct shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They will not let you be non politically correct. They'll they'll try to make they'll try to be like there's only one right answer and make you want them saying that cookie cutter shit because they're trying to sell every you know what I'm saying it's a, it's consumerism it's capitalism yeah. so that corporate structure that corporate shit will make you bend on some shit and make you apologize for some shit you'd be like nigga what the fuck am I apologizing for because yeah. as as you grow and as you get more money bigger audience bigger money bigger everything that's you know what I'm saying they're gonna come for you yeah. So that that's that's what I'm, that's some real shit. Everybody gonna get came for. Yeah. Don't nobody get no backlash for nothing. But it's some shit where you're gonna be like, you get you're gonna have to admit when you right, wrong, and you, there's sometimes you're gonna have to be unapologetic about some shit you said. Yeah, I agree, bro. Yeah, you got one life to live, man. You can't be can't be scared of everything. You can't be scared of backlash every time you say something. You're not gonna be happy, son. Like, nah, but that's this fake ass internet shit, bro. Like. We've we've been we've been coached in 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 how to cover some shit up and make it look like something is not. You know and I'd be afraid, bro, to live life to not to be scared of everything you say. Like somebody's gonna come, you know, cancel you know cancel you, bro. Like it just seems like it's just you can't even be yourself to be perfect because to be imperfect is the probably the most perfect thing you can be. There is no such thing as a perfect person, bro. The only perfect person is the. The man up top, bro. You know what I'm saying? And that shit. Or the woman up top. Or the woman up top. Or whatever you decide that <laughs> whatever you decide that you know that that entity is. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. uh, down here ain't nobody perfect. And once people need to realize that, yeah, people are fucked up, and some people need to get the fuck up out of here. Mm-hmm. But you know, and you should be held to uh you should be held accountable when you do fucked up shit, but Mm-hmm. A per- imperfect person is gonna say, "Well, you know what? I was off. That was wrong. I'm gonna apologize for that and keep it moving." And yeah, that should be it. You know what I'm saying? People are weird, bro. I mean, speaking of, you brought up Bobby. I think Bobby is a really good example of someone that is unapologetic about what they did. You know what I'm saying? He stood tall. Like you know what I'm saying? I whatever. Him and Roddy. Shout out to Roddy too, and you know all the people that are involved. They were unapologetic, they accepted their flaws and they accepted that, you know, I did something wrong, I gotta pay my debt to society. Now, however you feel about it, if you're on the wrong side of it, you know, you can feel that way. You can feel that way, you can still still have a feeling about, you know, if Bobby and them did you wrong, you can still feel whatever way and mm-hmm. deal with your trauma, however you wanna deal with it. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, as an outsider, I see that somebody took a crime, uh, got committed, committed a crime, Mm-hmm. They got charged for it. They got charged for it. They, they, you know, and then when they got the the sentence, they didn't snitch on their brother. They didn't plead. You know what I'm saying? They didn't. They didn't do no backhanded, you know, cowardly shit. They stood tall in it. And mm-hmm. you know, I think I was listening to I don't know who was it. I think it was Charlemagne, man. He was just like, if we street culture is so weird, it's so backwards. That mm-hmm. this should be an example of how you deal with street culture. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you say we don't want people to snitch or whatever. So this is a reward and to stand tall. So I'm glad that Bobby's getting the Bobby and Roddy's getting the love that they're getting. Yeah. From street niggas. Yeah. I respect. But I tell you what, I know 
I know why, you know why like girls love street niggas and why even niggas love gangster shit. And cause like, and then and the real gangster shit. Cause like, when you think like those people, they stand, they go up against tests where you show who you are. Cause you're in crazy situations most of the time. Street shit, maybe yeah. it's a robbery went wrong or you know what I'm saying? You got you dealing with the, with the feds or the police or the, you know what I'm saying? You, the street culture is, it can be, it's a metaphor that could go across in every level. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to, cause, cause you're dealing with real, real consequences. Yeah. And, re, and real repercussions to whatever you do in the street. So when someone, and the reason why we like that shit, the reason why I like it is because you're going to, you, you're going to know who a person is 100% in the street. You're, you're there's not going to be you. You're not gonna not reveal who you are. You know what I'm saying? Your true self comes forward faster. And women, because you gotta be yourself. If you're gonna be out there making money like that, you have to be yourself. Because yeah. you're gonna get exposed so fast that you won't even last. So yeah. it's like the people we know about, like, obviously everyone's gonna have shit to say. Like you said, people gonna have shit to say about Bobby. People gonna have shit to say about anybody that did that life, lived that life. But think about young Jeezy, people like Jeezy. People got shit to say about him. But he did, he lived that life. And guess what? He's still here. He's yeah. still, he's still relevant. He still is a man that, that a lot of people look at him like, yo, he did it a way, he did it the right way, or he did it a way that I can respect. And that's why girls love street niggas because they're really who they are. Mm-hmm. And niggas love street shit because, like, yo, if that nigga came up out of that, he had to be thorough enough to survive it. Like and then I've told you I've been watching this shit um undercover hip hop on eight on FX. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked I talked about it in the last episode. And you look at Big U, Dev Anthony, Bimmy, fucking Trick Trick. Like these people are who they are, and they they are real celebrities to me because it's like these motherfuckers went through some of the toughest shit you could go through in life. Yeah. And guess what? They still here to tell the story, and they still looking good, talking good. You know what I'm saying? They seem like they happy. They got joy in their heart. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, everyone should not be a street nigga. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just trying. I understand the infatuation with the life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're going to find out who you, you you're. We're going to know who you are by looking at you. And shit, you, you might be able to fake it for a while, but you, you can't fake that shit forever. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. why girls love the street niggas. They're like, yo. He's so real, and for better or for worse, he might slap the shit out your ass. But you, but guess what? He gonna tell you before he slap you, bitch. You keep fuck with me, I'm gonna slap the shit out. You. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And 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 to be nuanced about the conversation, there's fuck shit in everything. You know what I'm saying? And we and we gonna rebuke the fuck shit. We gonna rebuke the predatory, foul, fucked up shit about all lifestyles. But you know what I'm saying that's why street shit is cool. That's why it's the best gangster movies. Is the best movies. I mean that's an American that's, a, that's that's an American dream, baby. I'm trying to tell you, gangster shit is as American as apple pie, baby. Exactly, because the because the white man's with wild what? western, some gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? saying? The uh, even you think about the revolutionary motherfuckers, they gonna steal some tea, dump it in the motherfucker shit. That's some gangster shit. Now they now they they went past gangster shit and did some did some uh some hu- human crimes like some some. Some fucking real atrocities. You feel me? Just yeah. line, you start committing atrocities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wiping out people and 
killing babies and children and you know what I'm saying, stealing shit. That's when you know it always gets bad. But you know what I'm saying? Shout out to, shout out to, yeah, man. Shout out to Bobby and Rowdy. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see ready what for the music. We'll see what the summer looks like with them back. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's the that was a cure to COVID. Bobby and Roddy coming home. That was a cure um, to COVID. Yeah. The quietest cat pro tip to my listeners. FX got the hits. Channel oh. FX, they got the hits. Oh, all day. Even on demand, you can catch, you're gonna catch a, a good movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got the a little hits. Spy bro. thriller. But they just we we just gonna talk about original content. Come on now. Oh yeah, they got they got a lot of snow. We're gonna touch the snow. We're gonna touch on snowfall, but they still got American. Uh, was American crime, uh, horror story? Mm-hmm. Uh, they got what's the pose? Shout out to pose. Archer, you ever watch Archer? Archer. You know what? Uh, what they shadows in the dark or whatever it's called. What's the joke? The yeah, vampire. Yeah, uh, the vampire joint. Yeah, they do it right. Uh, they do it right. You know what's uh what's my show? Um, always sunny in Philadelphia. You know they got yeah. the hits, bro. They got the hits, son. But you yeah, know, man. but speaking of you know, the hits, well, go ahead. I said all that shit, but that wasn't even my keep it funky. Oh well, just want we'll get into snowfall later. But that was the original, original yeah. content. My FX, they got the hits. Check them out, and they're not even paying me for it. They will one day. Yeah. But um, I just want to talk. You know, I got to talk about women. Why don't women be? Why don't women match? They make up on their face to their neck. Because <laughs> that's where they stop, bro. Put the makeup on your neck too, bitch. Bro, I was watching, I was watching Jersey Shore, man, and uh Jenny. She, no, it was Angelina. Angelina had her face done, but then her skin, which is so pale, I was like, oh bro, God, your face be bronze, bronze, your neck be uncooked chicken. Cause I don't know, maybe because they don't expect to wear, you know clothes that show no listen, listen. i don't know Spend all that, i understand you know women take a lot of time to glam themselves right that glam team shit or whatever yeah but take a little extra time and blend it in like a like a good fade you feel me like yes like a good fade like a good fade like a nigga if your blend is right your shit look your shit look good shawty just it'd be a cold contrast face neck mm. totally different shit bro and it pisses me off bro you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Take that time. Take that time to do that. I, you know, I, I've noticed that too. Well, you know, I don't know. Damn, if we had uh, sorry on here, you could have asked her. Nigga, Sari. Sari, shit. Sari. I'm drinking your I apologize, Sari. I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, shout out to her last week for coming through and, and helping us out. But uh, she'll definitely be back. Yeah. I want to, uh, my cute funk this week. I got two of them. The first one, so I was reading a story about Jeremy Lin, and she, you know, he plays in the GZ. Mm. He's an Asian American basketball player. Um, you know, Lin Sanity for those that you know had to need a flashback. But there's a story that he he was doing an interview, and someone called him coronavirus, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but whatever. Um, but it's also insensitive in a time where you know, uh, I guess Asian Americans are being targeted um, mm-hmm. in America, right? And I'm only bringing that up because one, black people have nothing to do with uh, targeting Asian Americans. So please stop saying black people have anything to do with this. Uh, and then two, this situation 
shouldn't even be been a situation if Jeremy Lin just punched that nigga in the face. Whoever, and that's what I'm bringing. I'm I'm one. I'm I'm not. I hate I hate people like change up the word MAGA to the you know whatever their their slogan is marketing slogan. But you know we need to bring back punching niggas in the face, like dead ass. A lot of the conversations and a lot of this you know uh, sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and these new stories wouldn't be new stories if you were just punch a nigga in his face. I promise you, no one's gonna disrespect you. And then if you make it, <laughs> as, if you make it as example out of one person, you won't get tried again. Yeah. And I and shout out to Snowfall again. When yeah. uh, Satan was in prison, he got his ass beat. Yep. Leon came into prison and said, "The next nigga you see, you need to beat his motherfucking ass. Doesn't matter who it is." Prison rules. Try you again. Yeah, I understand that there is a time people want to be aware. You you want to bring awareness to things and and stuff like that. And if you re- but if you re- if Jeremy Lin really felt away, one you're playing basketball, so people are going to talk praises to you anyway in the game of sports. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I've heard the wildest shit said to me, but that's a neither here or there in competition. But if you really felt away about someone calling you coronavirus, you should just punch them in the fucking face. And that's what have stopped it. It would have end all be all. And now, you know what? And now you're like you're hiding. It. And then they further um, interviewed him and asked him who he was. And he didn't want to give up the person's name because he didn't want to, you know, cause any more. You know, well, we trouble. would know if he stole on that nigga. They'd be like, "Why did you punch him? He called me coronavirus." <laughs> like, but if you, you really felt away, it's some shit, right? Because we we every we want to be civilized, right? We handle our we handle our disagreements with our words, and we're bigger than violence and physical. But like, I feel right. like that's just protecting a lot. Like, obviously, everyone can't beat up everybody, right? You can't sure. beat up everybody. You can't beat up everybody. You can't. But the story would be totally different if he stole the nigga in the face, right? And yeah. he wouldn't even have nothing to say to the report. It wouldn't be a story because the the the, the ending would be different. He's like, oh yeah, Jeremy. So like, you got suspended for three games for punching someone in the face, and uh, why'd you do it? Remember, remember Miles Garrett uh, mm-hmm. ripped the nigga helmet off. Uh, mm-hmm. Played for the Browns. He ripped the nigga. He said he said some racial shit to him, right? He fucked the nigga up, right? He got suspended mm-hmm. for the rest of the season, whatever. Now, people say violence is not a way you should handle shit, but because we're civilized, we, we 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 handle things in a higher manner. We're intelligent beings. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that violence don't solve some situations. Solve a lot, boy. I tell you that. But so I just want the balance. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we don't want people going around punching people in the face because they said something to them. Because we know there's a legal system that negatively, especially disproportionately affects black people. So black people can't just go around punching people in the face because we'll get fucking years in prison for doing it. When someone else might do it and they'll be like, oh, probation or, oh, case dismissed. You know what I mean? So, so we got to know who we are in this country. But for 100%, man, it's crazy that civilists are civiler. Well, I can't even say the word right. Our, how civilized we are gets in the way of us actually problem solving. That word civilization is, a, I feel like, is a, is a backwards way of oppression. I feel like that's what the white man yeah. told people to act so they don't, they don't, Get into their inner, you know, the inner animal. The inner it's like mammal. they change the rules, bro. Like, yeah, y'all they, because they because exactly yeah. because they weren't civilized. They took over. They've oppressed. They've beaten. They've raped. They've stole. They've looted. 
But when, when someone else wants to feel the same way, it's like, nah, man, you gotta be civilized. That's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and it's funny that you said that because I wrote something down a minute ago and it was like, I understand why we can't go around. Like, I understand why the laws are what they are. Because if sure. you could just go around taking whatever you wanted with force, it sure. would leave a lot of people. It would leave a lot of people in bad situations. You feel me? If I could just go up and say, "Oh, I like your car," <laughs> and then it's my car now. I feel you. But in a situation between men, Jeremy Lin probably just feels like he's above it. But it hurts your feelings, and now you're stuck with those hurt feelings. And he's just and the dude that said it to you is stuck with what gratification. That he hurt your feelings. That he got under your skin. Yeah. And that's why the, that's why like a while back when that was on, y'all talking about yo, if somebody just called you nigger, I'll be like, yo, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trip. Like I probably wouldn't be that mad. But but that might not be true in every situation. But I would think in most situations, I'm not gonna let with something you say to me fuck with me. Now you call me a nigger, you said punch a nigga in the face. Yeah. But I'll be like, nah, because that's like giving them satisfaction that they got to me. But Sure. Now, if they call me nigga and I go about my daily life and I don't tell nobody, then boom, they really get to me. But like Jeremy Lin, if they call me, if they call you coronavirus and you didn't do nothing in the moment, but then later on you want to tell everybody, it's like, well, nigga, that shit fucked with you and you should have did something about it. I still disagree with you on that. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not going to get no motherfucking, nobody, but, no like sway over my emotion just because you call me at work. Matter of fact, shout out to Dick Gregory, right? Uh-huh. Uh, he had a drum. He said, all the hoes in here, raise your hand. And then you get mad. He said, I ain't call you a hoe. Are you a hoe? Why you get mad? Why you get mad? Because I talk, because I said something about hoes. If mm-hmm. you ain't a hoe, why the fuck you get mad? Mm-hmm. I ain't no nigger. But that was a Blake, that was a Blake statement, one that he did. I'm gonna get that Dick Gregory shit right, because he said this shit so perfect. But two, the man, the person is speaking directly towards you is not even about the word nigger. He's got malice towards you. Yes. So now he's he's verbally assaulting you. But then I'm like, what? So so I feel like they're using that word because they can't do nothing else. Like, are you going to physically, see that's, are you going to physically, are you going to put your hands on me? Or are you just going to say words to try to get me angry? So now I think of it as in the bigger sense. He calls you a nigger, right? You do nothing. Now he goes on with gratification throughout the rest of his day and his week that he can just call black people niggers and not have no retribution for it. But like I'm saying though, you're gonna so he find gets punched the right in the face, one. he's not gonna do that again. He's gonna see, know that I'm right. not gonna you're do right. that. But I'm gonna trust and believe that may, maybe that nigga call me, maybe he calls me a nigga on the wrong day and I'm not turning the other cheek. And he'll and, never do it again. And, he, and he'll think twice, right? Yeah. But guess what? On, on, on one day, he might've had the right one to call someone nigga. He might've had me on the right day where I was like, nigga, I don't even care about what you call me. But he might catch me on the run, just like Jeremy Lin. They might have caught the dude that called him coronavirus. He got the right Asian. But guess yeah. what? He catched the wrong Asian. Yeah, he going to get a roundhouse. You run into China Mac. China Mac still off on you. You feel me? You got the right Asian. You got the wrong Asian. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's conflict. Like, But you hit the nail on the head. Punching people is a solution. It should not be taken off the table because we're civilized. I just, I just think like we are in a situation and you you're blaming it on TikTok. I kind of agree with you on the TikTok thing. TikTokers are, you know, this generation, they haven't been punched in the face. I've been punched in the face. And, you know, you you realize, look, I, whatever I was doing, I was wilding. 
You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. should relax right there. You know what I'm saying? Like words, you know, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Okay, sure. But you will know that uh, with them sticks and stones that broke your bones, that yeah. was caused by the words that you said to somebody. Yes, words are very powerful, but I do believe that we can get to a state where words won't affect us. But like I said, we're humans. We are, our emotions are probably the most weirdest, craziest thing for us to manage. So some some days I might be in it. Somebody might call me a nigga and I might laugh it off. And another day I might want to go upside his head. And Jeremy Lin, for sure, if he was, I feel like he, damn, it's weird to say, like, you're a man. You could have kept it to yourself and handled it. But you chose at least like, the threat, or at least the threat. Did you get it in his face? Did you say like I'll like, slap but, the shit out but, you? But you do understand that it's crazy because like I have been a person that I don't look for confrontation, but I'm not scared of confrontation. Yeah. And people like I'm not scared to confront a stranger about something, someone do something wrong to me. I'm not, I have no problem with confrontation, direct confrontation. Mm. Some people literally have uh a thing where they will never confront anything. Like it's a well, that's type of be human. Tough for you. But but you know that these people that are out there, that people that just don't do confrontation, they will let like they will let somebody fuck up their order. You know what I'm saying? That's why you need a good girlfriend, right? Because <laughs> she'll tell the waiter this ain't what he ordered. Some niggas will take what you give them. You feel me? So I feel like maybe I, I can see the side where he's like, I want to speak up from those people that aren't that feel bad about something but don't like confrontation, but. It's survival of the fittest out here, man. Only the strong survive. Like, that's some real shit. I'm sorry. That's the realest. We're trying to to even out the playing field. And yes, and yes, black people behind in some areas and white people. But I'm just saying, like, I I don't know what to say, man. Some people need to be spoken up for, but you got to learn how to speak up for yourself on some real shit. Take your energy, my guy. Shout out to Jeremy Lena. Hopefully... He is healed from the situation, and uh, you know, the next, next game, no one tries him or calls him coronavirus because they're scared he might go to the news. <laughs> coronavirus, bro, niggas say the worst shit. To That's other not people. even the worst joke. I just, I, but I understand this the climate right now. Like Asian Americans are being targeted and things like that. I understand. Yeah, that. certain rhetoric. And you want to speak there. to a bigger issue because you know Chinese people have been getting a lot of discrimination because of. The pandemic. I believe it. I'm sure it's real. But I feel like you're right. He could have he could have just stolen a nigga and or at least or at least just got into the man's face, like, so what you want to do about it? And even if you're not putting hands on him, you're at least sticking up for yourself. I would have been like, so what you want to do about it? Shout out to my man Trey Rags. You know, uh, so who that? Uh you seen the, I don't know if you've seen those clips, those vines or Instagrams over like this nigga that's on Instagram. He does like this little thing. He has the fist, and he's like, he's like the he wears like a red shirt, and he's just choosing violence every time. If someone asks mm. him, violence. I'll show. I'll show you. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I get it, but like I said, like just like I think the perfect thing, like Dick, I'm gonna get the jump right on Dick Gregory. I'm gonna clip it up and put it on the tape. He was like, "Yo, you get mad, somebody call you something. If you not that, there's no reason for you to get upset about the nigga. Do you got coronavirus? That is a method." If you're not choosing violence, you can really just think about you want to be civilized. You just think about like that, my nigga. Like, are you are you a nigger? Are you are you a, are you Wuhan? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. 
I, I shout out to the people that are that don't like conflict, man. I hope that you um do all right in life. Yeah, or, or have a hat or have a good bodyguards, pay for bodyguards. Yeah. Um, the next one. So based on our conversation last week about sugar babies and sweet and low daddies, I did a little <laughs> bit more digging, and I found that there is a there's a commandment out there for a sugar baby or sugar daddy. Mm. The information I want to read it to Terry, as well as read it to the audience to uh, see if they were on the right path and if, we, if any real players like us can you know, add additional uh, commandments. And if it, the commandments are really good, are good, uh, you know, site map, I guess, or, you know, good navigational tool for someone that's aspiring to be a sugar daddy or they're trying to be a sugar daddy and it's just not working out right for them. Maybe you're missing one of these commandments. Mm, read it. For the first one, thou, shut, thou must have free cash flow to be a sugar daddy or a sugar mama. That's number one. It's pretty standard, right? Mm-hmm. You need additional cash flow. But can I pause him right there? Yeah, go ahead. Some people's cash flow is bigger than others. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, like you can have uh, some leftover money. Some people got more leftover money after their expenses than others. So with that little, like, like you said, some people sugar pot bigger than other people's. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. But you know, okay. continue. Number two, thou shalt practice safe sex. Safe sex. Lest thou wants to be a baby daddy. <laughs> well, I have like STDs. That's true. And this is this is a model talk. This is how only 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 joint you should be run is your old lady mm-hmm. or your old man. Well, this and is this this is this is the next one. Thou shalt not leave thine marriage for a sugar baby slash honor your wife or husband. You feel me? So all there there's things. People need to, the player part about this shit is there are really ways you should operate in, spe, in relationships. Mm-hmm. The sugar baby relationship, you should not be wrong your sugar baby. Yeah. It causes too many, it, it adds too many variables to the equation when you already adding variables to the equation. So for sure, I could see a lot of niggas getting caught up on it. You remember in, um, not New Jack City, in um, Harlem Nights, right? Yeah. With a lady, she's like, yo, I got a girl pussy so good, you throw it up in the air and turn to sunshine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you come across some pussy, this sunshine, and the nigga loses his whole goddamn mind. And you remember Harlem Nights? The, the cop. Nigga fucked, the nigga fucked her, and he was like, he called, it was back in the he 40s. Called he called his wife. He called, he he called his wife. He said, said, yo, I'm over. It's over. He said, hey, I ain't coming home no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny because <laughs> his fucking kid answered the phone. He said, hey, put your mom on. <laughs> he said, I ain't coming home no more. I'll see you around. You feel me? That is how you not supposed to react. All right? Hey, bro, I don't want that. I don't never want that pussy. Pussy so good, you throw it up in the air and turn the sunshine. Sometimes you come across some sugar pussy like that. A nigga might want to leave his wife, but that's not the game. Okay? All right? You do not leave your wife or your husband for the side. Okay? Yeah, Ever. No. And respect 80-20. Yeah, eighty twenty, and then I mean I don't know you. It seems like you've already you know the game. So the next one is oh listen, I don't I don't played it many just like a you ever seen Queen's Gambit? Yeah, I play out all the scenarios in my mind. I can you know, <laughs> play. Thou shalt keep thy feelings in check. 
That's so a business that's a, relationship. It's a business relationship by the end of the day. At the very beginning of the day, mm-hmm. it's a business relationship. You need something to sign this contract. So like, because obviously people break contracts all the time, but you got to be like, look, you agreed to these terms mm-hmm. and you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. I don't know, but I don't even know why I keep reading because the next one is a sugar daddy or sugar mama shall lay out expectations early in the process. Come Put on. it all on the table. I'm trying to tell you, you gotta, this gotta be plain, plain black and white because humans, we're fickle, we're emotional, yeah. when, especially when you start fucking and spending money. People are more emotional about their money and their sexual organs. Yeah. That's, that's like top two. You don't want to. You don't want to get. You don't want to get. You know, six months in the game, and now you're looking at her like the Diddy meme. You know, what I'm saying, wondering when you about to get some pussy, and she hasn't given up. No, in, no inkling. Yes, of and see, that's what. He, and, and that's what I want to talk about. These, these. I'm happy those rules are in place because it's these wannabe sugar daddies out here, out here giving women shit and not getting no pussy. Mm-hmm. That's fucking the game up. Like these, mm-hmm. all these motherfuckers on 90 Day Fiance out here sending money to these women. You ain't never even, and then you get over there and the bitch won't kiss you in the mouth. She living a, th- I'm, I'm about to go in a bad place. I said, she living in a third world country and you can't get no sugar from this. What? I didn't pay, especially these motherfuckers that get this K1 visa. Bro, it's, 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 it's infuriating to know how much money, when they say how much money they spent, I spent $50,000. $50,000? It's a nigga on the, the day, the, before the 90 days, he said he spent $100,000. In seven years, and the bitch stood him up twice, three times. These niggas need to be taken out. <laughs> you are fucking up the ecosystem. It's like it's just like when a motherfucking when a fucking uh, a corporation comes into the the Amazon and you start fucking up the ecosystem, building a fucking uh, high rise or some shit in in a, in, a, in a fucking forest or some. You're fucking up the ecosystem. Yeah, you need to follow. You need to, just like the, the Native Americans, you need to live in harmony with yeah. the earth. That's the problem with these white men. They don't want to live in harmony with shit. They, they want to disrupt want everything. They want it fast and they want it now. You feel me? It's like, oh, not even thinking about the repercussions. These niggas is fucking up the game. These women are expecting, oh, all I got to do is flirt, send a little bikini jump, and I'm going to get this bread until they meet a nigga that's like, uh, no, I'm going to need pussy bi-weekly. Shout out to Music Mac. <laughs> I fuck on that whole bi weekly. Yeah. You feel me? It's just. Is that it? Is it more? No, we got we got a couple more. Uh, <sighs> we got three more. Uh, the next one is Thou shalt treat your sugar babies and with respect and discretion at all times. And you should expect the same from your uh, the sugar baby. So basically mutual respect. Yes. Because at the end of the day, this is a gentleman's in in a, in a lady's agreement. Yes. This isn't this isn't like a you know there there should be now this is when we should be civilized. Yeah. When we're dealing with each other like this, we should be yeah. civilized. Treat each other with respect, you know. Um, don't talk crazy to each other because you both have something to lose. So you yes you do. This is deal. Uh, next one, never forget it is that. Is for the sugar baby to impress the sugar daddy or the sugar mama. Remember, mm. it's for the sugar daddy. Remember, you have the cash. You are the one in control. Remember, it is for them to impress you. They need to look good. They need to 
you know, uh, be intelligent. They need to suck and fuck good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because they want what you got. They want some of your sugar. 100%. They got to continue to impress you. I got another reference for people if you want to do some homework. It's the movie Widows with mm-hmm. uh, Viola Davis yeah. and Liam Neeson. There's a relationship in that movie where one of the widow ladies ends up with a sugar baby situation. And he clearly explains his expectations of what he wants for her. And it's a good on-screen visual for people. If you guys want to do this homework in your own time, go watch Widows with Viola Davis and Liam Neeson, that racist dude. (laughs) But the the woman, you'll you'll know the situation when it comes in. And he he is very charming. He he spent his money. He explains to her what role he wants her to play in his life and where mm-hmm. she fits in. And he's like, you want me to pay this bill? He's like, I know the bill gonna come and you want me to pay it. I want you to do this mm-hmm. and not give me no grief. That's what I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. And she, she's dealing with like, oh, she, she's not, she understands that it's an arrangement, but she gets confused and he, he helps her to get unconfused. Okay. That's important. Yes. And the last one, and I think it might be the, the the most important one. When your agreement ends with your sugar baby, does you should leave your sugar baby better than when you found him. Yes, humanitarian. Come on now. You know, she was broke, you know, like we talked about before last week, you know what I'm saying? Get her some classes, you know what I'm saying? If you put her onto some stock games or something like that, you know, get her if you if you have enough money to invest in a little business or online business go ahead and do that you want to you want to uplift people yes but also you got to know which joint is worth that type of investment yeah you know cuz some shit some bitches ain't worth shit oh facts and i think it's like i said it's very humanitarian and taking care and and, and helping somebody out is one of the most clever things you can do mhm you know what I'm saying? Especially her leaving, like you leave, you, you, you done, you spent your time with her. I mean, she's actually a better person in a better position, more intelligent, more well-spoken, more traveled, more like that is the ideal situation, you know what I'm saying? And it don't get no more player than that. You don't, oh, this is this I said you don't want to leave no scorched earth. Yeah, you yeah. want to leave, you want to leave a garden behind you, you know what I'm saying? Like some, like some, like the ground I walk on just blossoms and, and becomes the soil becomes rich after I fuck with you. Like that's some fly shit. I mean, you don't want to leave no broken business bitch. relationship. You want to leave on a mutual agreement that we both benefited from this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just in, in, with any relationship, you want to benefit. You want to leave when I got something, you got something. You know, yeah. now you're better. That's I'm a better. that's a player shit right there. Like when I leave a when I leave a joint. The ground is soil. Mm-hmm. The ground is soil. The ground is fertile. Mm-hmm. The soil is rich. You could grow anything there mm-hmm. because I was there. Now, if you if you go in there and you fucking just like the white man, they fucking decimate everything in their trail. They don't they don't leave nothing to replenish. Ain't nothing getting turned over. The soil is ruined. You feel me? Yeah. So you can take that and apply it to your sugar baby sugar daddy relationship. You know what I'm saying? But see, the problem is humans. They get emotional. They get fucked up. They're evil. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't know the code, man. Niggas don't know the game. Well, I mean, this is why we're here. You know, I, I think, I think that's what two, four, six, 
eight, eight commandments right there. You know, that's a good start. That's a good eight for you. That's a good eight. And then, you know, let life give you the other two. Yeah, that's man, commandments, bro. That's why God, God had to give humans simple rules to follow, but we still break them. Still don't follow them, bro. People, people still cover their friend wife. People still out here, you know what I'm saying? That that is a matter of fact, that we gotta we gotta revisit the commandments, bro. Because you know how much happier everyone would be if they just follow a lot of those commandments. And those commandments, like, and obviously there are different commandments for different things, but those commandments, the, the Ten Commandments that Moses, was it Moses? Or Abraham, it was Abraham. Yeah, yeah. That Abraham had. Was it Moses or was it Abraham? That was Abraham, I think it was Abraham. It was Moses. <laughs> no, it was not. Was it, well, it was either one of them two. <laughs> I think it was Abraham. It was Moses. Because remember, the prince of Egypt, he came down with the commandments. It was Moses. It was Moses. We're just going to do a quick, we're just going to do a quick. Look. Okay, but I'll keep talking. He gave it to Moses. Moses. Thank you. Moses. I knew it was Moses. Abraham, I get them two mixed up sometimes. But um, hell yeah, because just you 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 put the Ten Commandments on the internet and it don't even translate because people always looking at what other people got, wanting what they got. Da -da 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 -da. And you know what? This is this is some totally random shit. I've, I've been drinking some henny, so I, the, the the creativity is flowing. Mm. I was talking with one of my friends, and um, you know how. Why do men want to have sex with as many women as they can? That's a that's a layered question. That's okay, it's a layered question. Say. But you you do recognize that it's a lot of it's a lot of um, men that want to fuck as many women as they can, right? Yes. They they feel accomplished. They feel it feeds their ego, mm -hmm. right? To have sex with as many women as you can. Yeah, yeah. Now, what do you think is the opposite the inverse of that for women sleep with not as many men is that where you're going you're close it's to have as many men want to fuck them uh, as they as they possibly can okay okay i see where you're going i see where you're going and whether whether they fuck them or not that's not what i'm talking about just like men want to conquer as many women as they can Women want to be praised and sought after by as many men as they can. Shout out to the queen, uh, JT. What she say? All these niggas want to fuck JT. All these niggas want to fuck JT. They love that line because you know what? Every woman on some level, just not every woman, but that's the ego in the woman. The ego mm -hmm. in the man is I want to fuck as many. The ego in the woman is, that's why they, they say, oh, I like to look good for myself. I always want to be on point. That's why, they, that's why some women may post provocative things on the internet. Or always take sexy pictures or wear filters because you know why? Them likes equal lust, thirst. So to put it in different terms, they want as much thirst as they could possibly get in their whole life. So men want to fuck everything they can. Women want everybody that could possibly, even women. I mean, even, they want women to fuck them. They want women to want them. They want men to want them. And this is not every, I'm talking about the ego. This is the ego. I just wanted to acknowledge that because I don't think I've ever said that. Like when I said when I thought of that, I was like, that's that's why that's why a lot of these girls are on the internet doing what they're doing. They want as many niggas, rich niggas, broke niggas, fat niggas, tall niggas, niggas. They just want niggas to want them. Yeah, I see that. I see where you're going. You feel me? And and, and it made sense to me because I was like, 
it, but a lot of women want to acknowledge that. Yeah. That they, they like, I don't want him. I, it's not that you want him. You want him to want you and for you to be able to have the choice of whether you want him or not. Mm-hmm. You Just like me? my, okay, I, I see where you're going. Like, so women are like the, or some women, some women are like yeah. the vampire, the uh, energy vampire on what we do in the shadows. Exactly. Thanks. Uh, he he thrives off sucking people's energy. So you're saying some of these women thrive and they live off the thirstiness. They're, they are is. they are literally lust vampires. Yes. <laughs> Just like so the demons, all they join on demon time. They so now there's different methods to go about getting this attention and this lust. Yeah. There's some people that go full blown. All right, I'm gonna pop my pussy. I'm gonna take dick on camera. I'm gonna suck dick on camera. And there's some women that are like, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the reserve joint. I'm going to be the one that, oh, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of um, uh, 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 mystery about what's underneath these clothes. There's going to be a lot of mystery to me. You're, gonna, you're not going to know anything about me. You know what I'm saying? And every man has different methods to fuck women, too. So we all, it's, 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 it's an equivalence. It's equivalent. But I just don't think women, I think women understand that. But I know what I've never said on this podcast that understanding that a lot of women feed their ego by getting as much attention from men as they can. And that feeds them. Well, on the the inverse, niggas are lust vampires too. Oh, for sure. And it's weird because they're not lusting for women. They sometimes lust for women, but a lot of times they're lusting for niggas' attention. Why? Pause. It's like not getting, but like getting... Not, Not in like the sexual term, but like you know, that's why you, why they flexing guns. Why they flexing money on the ground? Why they flexing such and such? Because they want to feel better than other niggas. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. weird and old behavior, but they're lust vampires too. And just like uh, you know, women say, "Oh, compliments from girls hit harder." When a nigga compliments you on some shit, it hit a little bit harder than when a girl compliments you on some shit. Yeah. Like when a nigga be like, "Yo, that that jersey hard, bro." Like you be like, "Nigga, I knew this shit was hard." Yeah. But it also like. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, these 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 niggas these niggas recognize me. You feel oh, yeah, me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The Somebody say, "I see you, big bro." We like, yeah, you know, I'm out here. You know, I'm chilling. The you ego is 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 a is a wonderful, twisted thing. It's very twisted. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just had to say that. I don't know where I came from. It's the the Henny gave me that one. I mean, do what the do what the liquor tell you to do, man. Listen, I watch too much television. <laughs> the wrong <laughs> shot of the liquor, <laughs> yo. I did. I put you on the trailer park, boys. You did. You did. That was. I binge watched another another uh television show that everyone might not be into because it's a little different. It's Canadian, but when I tell you it is pure comedy, Trailer yeah. Park Boys on Netflix. They don't do nothing but drink and get high. The get whole episode <laughs> and get in and, trouble and, and commit crimes. And there's some <laughs> white boys that live in Canada and live in Trailer Park. That's all they do. All the and shout out to Snoop Dogg was on it. Is yo the lick the lick he be like, wait, wait, <laughs> the, the, the liquor telling me. He said, can you hear it? You gotta drink more of it. <laughs> Listen, oh, you know, and Leahy dead. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Leahy. R.I.P. to Leahy. This is for him and to the liquor man. Listen to the liquor people. I promise, man. Listen, I love white comedy, bro. I can't help it. Yo. Some of my favorite shows are white comedy because they be geeked the fuck out, bro. I met somebody that likes Step Brothers, 
but don't like Talladega Nights. Talladega. That's different. That's different. How I said it's the same. It's the same movie. It's the same vibe. Yes. Is it? Oh, it's just dumber. I'm like, man, that's that's the stupid good shit. But I tell you, when they did miss John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, you seen the Sherlock and Watson Jones? Yeah, that wasn't a good movie. They they missed with that one. But because the formula, it, it normally worked. But that time, it was just too. They were crazy. three for three. I mean, listen, you get three for three. You get Step Brothers. You get uh, with the other guy. No, not other guys. Step Brothers. Uh, what's the name? Talladega Nights. Nice. Weren't there another one? I don't know if they were two. Them two was together in another joint. But them three, right? Other guys, Talladega Nights nice and Step Brothers, nigga. Will Ferrell is a go, man. We got to give him his flowers, bro. Like, he got way more hits than misses. Come on, now. Elf. Uh, what's the drink where he's nigga, uh, kicking and screaming? Nigga, Ron Burgundy, nigga. The anchor man, come on, son. Like you just gotta, you gotta give flowers. Like you know, say we're, we you know, we're, we're black, we're black first. But I gotta give love to Will Ferrell, man. You know that shit he did with Kevin Hart was trash, but regardless, um, he does a damn thing. He makes me laugh. He makes yeah, me laugh. man. Uh, we're gonna run through these topics real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So we already uh, spoke about a little bit, Bobby. Schmerder came home. He was released from prison after six years. Um, shout out to Bobby, bitch. Excuse me. Um, he returned home to get on a private jet with Quavo, where he was yeah. surrounded by, by fives, which were not the best looking women in the world. See, but I did see a tweet. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have, let's have this conversation, but why would they do that? But see, I saw a tweet and someone said, yo, you can't come out of from doing six years and go right into bad bitches. You gotta work your way up. No. <laughs> That's a great way of rationalizing. Mm-hmm. Rationalizing it. But no. You don't bring me if Terry, when you came home, what we do. Listen, we went to the club and we got a section. It got we, you around some good looking women. We were around very good looking women and I threw up in the ice bucket. <laughs> See, now, I'll tell you where you have been if we had picked you up with some ducks. I would have been a little upset. But Bobby did the right thing also. You saw when he was, uh, there was a video, he was trying, somebody tried to give him some liquor. Yep. He turned it away. I love to see that. Yep. I love to see that. Because that's what happened. That was where I messed up when I got out. I went, you can't not drink for six years and then start drinking. You're going to die. I was only out the game for three months and I died. <laughs> yeah. Not to have a drink. And I came out drinking straight penny. Yeah, we, we violated you, bro. Like we shouldn't have like let you go in so hard, bro. I don't remember nothing after a while, bro. It was, it was, I went out bad. But Bobby didn't go out bad. He's home. Um, waiting for music to come from him. I think that's I think uh, um shout out to Bobby, shout out to Roddy, shout out to Brooklyn. And his hat returned to earth. So that's the cure to COVID. Cure to COVID was Bobby and Roddy gonna get out, bro. I mean, well, you know, they outside, man. They outside, and I hope they stay out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's gonna be a lot of like. That's why me seeing him turn away the liquor was I, it was a it was a relief to me because I was like, that that um, that's the right mode you need to be in, bro. You diving into that liquor shit is the easy way to slip up. Easy way to slip up. Um. More news, celebrity news on the opposite of uh, the high. Tiger Woods was in a car accident um, this past weekend. 
we don't be riding for Tiger like that, but I just wanted to mention him because he was with D. It's funny because I was watching, he was with D Wade on the golf course, like right before that shit happened. And I remember, I was like, oh damn, D Wade with Tiger. Although he does like black people. Um, <laughs> um, but he seems to be all right, but he has some injuries to his legs. Hopefully he recovers because whether Tiger fucks with black people or not, he is half black. He did make, he is worth a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's something to aspire to on some levels. I was watching the uh, the, the Tiger documentary on HBO Max. I haven't got to it. And they were bringing up the point where he was fucking, uh, where he was just going hand fucking mad hoes. And he was definitely out of type. He didn't fuck no different type of joints. He was fucking blonde white joints since he was like 16. And they were ducks. Mm-hmm. His wife is way better. I think yeah, I think he had, I, I he respect had a him for wife, doing but it. So. Them little easy and little side pieces, he was fucking. But see, there might be a method to that madness, right? But the problem was, the problem was, he was loving these drinks. What we say with the with the, the sugar baby sugar baby uh, commandments, he did not keep his feelings in check and he disrespected his wife. But see, you he know was, what? The fact playing, that he listen, was, they were playing the voicemails. He was loving on these joints, son. Flying these joints to the tournament. So violating, being egregious. <laughs> I'm gonna say this because Tiger had a whole lot of game on the on the on the um golf course. Yeah, but he didn't have no game outside. You know what I'm saying? Like he was famous since he was five. He probably he didn't have to do a lot of work managing women. He was just hitting them off the random. You hey, know what I'm saying so. Good point. Because they asked, they asked, they they did a clip, and somebody, I think one of the the concierge joints in Vegas, he was hanging out with Mike and Charles. You know what I'm saying? And he was, uh, he was, he, he didn't have no confidence to talk to joints. And he asked, she said, he asked Mike, you know, what do I say with this joint? Cause he wanted, he wanted to talk to a, talk to a joint. And Mike was like, You talking about Michael Jordan? Yeah, Michael Jordan. <laughs> he Like him, Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley were wilding in Vegas. Like that's what they were happy. That, that's what that sounds doing, like a right? fun weekend. Come on, bro. Like, but the, the lady, the concierge woman, she was like, he used to ask Mike what to t- tell women. Cause he was nervous, he didn't have the confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike was just like, "Bro, just tell him you're Tiger Woods." And when he once once that clicked, he fucking bitches everywhere. It was over. that's all he had to do because people fuck women, women especially them Doug White Jones. They gonna fuck you because who you are, bro. You don't gotta no. say much to them. All you got to say is, "What's your name? What you doing after this? Come to my hotel." That's what he did. So I I don't see him finessing no draws off. You feel me? I see him just fucking because of who he is. And, you know, that's, it's a, you lose a bit of the art, you know what I'm saying, when it's given to you. You know, you, you don't got to tap into their mind so much. They already got an image of who you are, but you're, you're the hundred million dollar man. You don't got to do much, you know. But that, um, that brings me to a time uh, where I thought I was getting rhythm from a girl and she was just being nice. I was sick. I was <laughs> See, <laughs> I was in I the club. That, bro. I don't know what woman I heard say it or what website or somewhere I saw, but some it was something where it was like, you think she's flirting with you? No, nigga, she just has manners. And yes, ever huh? since I seen that shit, I was like, I do not think no joint is ever flirting with me. And I'm don't never flirt with no joint. I'm literally like, there's times where girls think I'm trying to get up. I'm like, I was just being a polite person. You feel me? So yeah. I never misconstrue that shit no more. You gonna have to listen. If I if I'm trying to get at you, you're gonna know. 
That happened to me a couple times. Like I was in the club. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was going. I thought I was getting a nice little rhythm. She was just having a conversation with me. Bro, but see, right. that's how you, bro. You gotta first, first. Everyone, not everyone knows this, but the mind. When the mind fall, the body go with it. So if, <laughs> you to, if you get to tap into someone's mental, into their, into their, you know what I'm saying? That's how you really get them physically. But I think the it's like it's like kung fu. You you get the pussy by not trying to get the pussy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So just having a conversation put you in a regular situation. You just probably moved before you were supposed to move. You I mean, the liquor was talking. Liquor was talking to me. Oh so. yeah, when the liquor talked to you, the liquor, the liquor, the liquor gonna tell you, hey, grab her thigh right now. <laughs> grab her, grab her thigh, grab her thigh. Listen, I have um, I've had some nights where the liquor spoke to me and I did some things that I wish I hadn't done. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a position to say that alcohol has not always been my friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've 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 done inappropriate things, said inappropriate things, and I know that I don't need to get to that point. And be, so if I'm gonna get that drunk, I need to already like, I don't need to be looking for women when I'm that drunk. I need to just yeah. be trying to enjoy myself. You feel me? Because <laughs> if I get that drunk and I'm looking for women, there's a there's a high probability that I'm gonna slip up and do something well, that I wouldn't want. See, that's to contradictory because once you get to that level, you're gonna start looking for women automatically. Though. See, that's when you're supposed to just go to your phone and already have something. Yeah. So let them, you let, them <laughs> let them let them wild thoughts off in the tweets or not in the tweets. Yes, send, send them nasty shits like hey, sitting on my face. <clears throat> See, but I like to give them a time. You're sitting on my now, I don't I've never done this before. I've never done this before. But I'm saying I would be like, you're sitting on my face at 12 at 220 tonight. Be ready. <laughs> feel me? She's like I mean, 220. That's a set of date, though. That's real players set a date. Yes, 220. Put some on my the face. 220. My face, your your pussy, meeting. You feel me? And I, uh, this is a this damn the Henny really talking. I am uh, not opposed to getting my face rolled anymore. Lit, bro. Lit. Come on now. Lit. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm still not eating ass, but that was a little tea fact. Um, Look at you growing. Along. Look at you growing. Speaking of the nasty one, Megan the Stallion scored a win in court. Judge ruled Tory Lanez can't publicly speak on shooting. Uh, Los Angeles judge ruled uh, on February 25th that Tory is not allowed to speak publicly on ongoing shooting case. Um, Megan is allowed to speak on the matter freely. Uh, we have two whole high profile celebrities named as defendant and alleged victim is in the case. The last thing I want anyone wants is for social media to become part of the evidence in the case. So obviously we are not on the side of Tory Lanez uh, that uh, he has the member of uh, Jamie Foxx and Ali. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the bald spot in the middle. Tory Lanez hairline is, is gone. His, uh, no, his hairline is there. But the top is gone, so that do, is. A, do you think his barber? Do you, do you think his barber is worth two hundred fifty dollars? You know, he's, he's worth more barber. than that. He worth more than that. He worth three fifty, four fifty, because the amount of uh, Beijing and astroturf he needed to to seal up that spot. He did a good job. You know what I'm saying? 
And everyone knows Tory Lanez is bald. He was pretty open about his journey with the hair. But I just think that is a manifestation of what's going on in his soul. You know what I'm saying? The inside will always affect the outside. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to take care of yourself. That's why you got to live a good life. When you out here shooting women, you lose your, you drop your top drop. And not on purpose. But he can't talk about it publicly, and I don't think he should because he still, he still hasn't atoned. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't admitted he did anything wrong. He hasn't apologized. He's still claiming innocence. And at this point, once Megan said out her mouth, Tori shot me, it was kind of settled for me. When someone, if they said Terry shot me, now legally or not, I'm gonna draw, I'm gonna have my either my lawyers make a statement and claim my innocence or something, but he's out here just moving around like he didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? And he needs to atone, bro. And I'm not passing judgment. I don't uh, I don't have any sympathy, but I am empathetic because if I made a mistake, I would want to have the ability to atone. But yeah. I don't have no sympathy for this nigga in this situation because he put himself in the situation. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, man. So uh, that's going on. And more news. Um, I believe you wanted to talk about Meek Mill had a rap line where he said, um, "I'm a, I'm a. If I die, I'm gonna go out with my chopper like Kobe." Yeah, I mean, I don't think. Uh, now that I think about it, I feel like everybody else has really uh, said their piece about it. So I have another news story, though. I would like, to talk, unless you have something. No. Nah, um, that is just the bar was bad. The bar wasn't hard. That's one. But also, I just just to say, just to wrap it up, it wasn't something he put out. It was something yeah. that was leaked. Yeah. Um, I said I've said a lot of fucked up shit in my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, if it wasn't something I put out to profit off of, that's a whole nother story. It was something that was released that wasn't supposed to be. Now was it in bad taste? Yes. Um I'm sure apology should have taken place after that, and he did apologize. Yeah, and apologize. we should all be able to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about a new story that just broke. So Terry, we we um we try to we try to win our sneakers. You know, often we lose, right? And you know, we we've we've voiced our concerns about the reseller market, right? Mm-hmm. So a new story just broke that. Uh, Ann Hebert, H-E-B-E-R-T, she's VP of uh, Nike, decided to step down from Nike recently, uh, actually today. Um, so that was the news, right? But then it comes out that the son, what was it? Uh, the son of Joe, the son of this person that stepped down, the VP, he had a reselling company that sold exclusively Nike products. So insider shit, insider trading. This and he was flexing on the gram with the company profile showing all the sneakers that he was all the you know the, the mass sneakers that he had. This is has got to be loud mouths. This, this is the child. This is the child of the VP of Mark VP of Nike that has a reselling company that has insider scoop to shoes that's why the game is fucked up the game is not fair 
I'm sick and tired of it. We can't win. How many of us ever come on here and complain about the We knew some nefarious shit was going on, bro. Because when I see a nigga with a room full of shoes that just dropped. Or the shoes that don't even, hasn't even dropped yet. You say, I got the, I got the drop early. Shoes haven't even dropped yet, and you selling it for $300 already. You got 40 pairs. Come on, son. That's nefarious, son. But, bro, why can't niggas just not expose themselves? It's like, it's like niggas snitching on themselves. Why did he have to snitch on himself? He could have just kept winning and just been living. You know what I'm and saying? This, this is how he got caught. I'm reading an article. Bloomberg Businessweek reported this week that Joe Herbert, which is the son of Ann Her- uh, Herbert, the uh, vice president and general manager of uh, Nike, used a credit card in his mother's name to purchase sneakers for his resale company, West Coast Streetwear. In a statement, Nike said Ann Hebert disclosed relevant inf- information to Nike. So this nigga used his mother's credit card to buy mad sneakers for his resale company, and his mother is the VP of Nike. This bro, is we know this shit been going about. on, bro. This is the shit we be talking about, son. Black people. But like, this goes back to you remember the Swish account? Yeah, son. So it's like, if your mother is a fucking executive at Nike, we know you could get the shit. But why? Sick, man. Niggas couldn't get. I tried to get them fours this weekend. Sorry, sold out before even like a second out. A second. Bro, it's crazy, bro. Some some joint because you know they're doing the drawing too now. They be having a yeah. drawing. This the drawing was sold out. Before 10 o'clock one time. I was like, how is it sold out in the drawing ain't even started? The game is fucked up, bro. It's the shit we talking about, bro. Like how like all niggas want to do is get a chance and get ahead, but niggas niggas are rigging the game before the game even starts. Come on, son. Like this is the shit I be talking about, bro. And all and I bet that the woman that the VP of Nike, she resigned, she probably got a little pension. She could probably get another job. Bro, ain't nothing gonna happen to her. Just like nothing, nothing gonna happen to her. Just like nothing happened to the motherfuckers that raided the Capitol. This shit is crazy, son. But at least we, at least we got evidence to our suspicions. You know what I'm saying? We knew it, but now we got the cold hard facts. They probably wasn't even shipping them shoes to the fucking uh, store. They were straight shipping that shit straight to his crib. You know what I'm saying? But nasty. see, it ain't about what you know, about who you know. I would love to have that plug. <laughs> I would love to have that plug. Facts. The game is nasty, man. But I just had to break that news. Uh, this happened today. So. Yeah, man. The world is nasty, bro. Mm-mm-mm. Well, yeah, um, man. I ain't got no more news, man. But yeah. Last thing I want to talk about before we get into our consultation services, I want to talk about the best show on television. Snowfall is black. Snowfall is back. And it is black. Uh, It's a show on FX. Like I said, it's a recurrent theme with these shows. Uh, You know, the timeline in the world stood still for four hours, uh, for two hours on last Wednesday as we got back into the adventures of uh, Franklin Saint and uh, his friends and family. Hell yeah! So crack in the, so crack on the on the west and coast de- and decimate the community. Yeah. Um, if you're not, we're, you know, I'm not gonna try to give out too many spoilers at this point, but you know, I, if Franklin's on the fuck shit, which is very uncharacteristic unchar- of him. Yes, 
usually very calculated, unlike his uh, companions on the other show that's on Star. He's very yeah. yeah he's he's very definitely the opposite. Smart. Someone had the nerve to like put up a meme of like, if you had to run a drug operation, who would you pick, Tariq or him? I was like, this ain't even a, like a no thought goes into yeah, this. Yeah, I like, built this shit brick by brick, and I'd be damned if you ruin it because you don't like the way another nigga talk. <laughs> that nigga's gangster, bro. But the new season came out, fire, two-hour premiere, loved it. Had the niggas up a little late. You on a weekday, on a weeknight. Go past our bedtime, you know, niggas got to be tucked in by 11. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, um, you know what, I kind of, um, so they cut, so it was the, never mind. I'm tripping. I was gonna say they kind of cut because it was the CIA, the Mexicans, and the blacks. That's that's that was the three sides of it, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, did they cut out? No, the CIA is just working more closely with the Mexicans now. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So um, it started off good. Franklin, if you watched in the last season, you know he got shot, and I think that's affecting a lot of his decisions early in this season. Man, he's mm-hmm. not whole. He's he's not whole, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's trying to compensate too much. Because he doesn't be perceived as weak because he's still healing. Now, do you think he'll eventually heal all the way and not be limping no more? I think so. I think so, uh, a lot. Some of the uh, previews showed him walking around. You know, okay. You know, but I will hope so because, like you said, I definitely think he's a little bit more timid in his actions, um, knowing that he doesn't want to give off the impression that he's, you know, he's hurt or weak. Yeah. As a who was it? It was Man Boy. Man Boy was like his man. We got lined up <laughs> women bro uh he, his man got lined up was talking about oh yeah yeah, yeah franklin's uh you know he's weak you know what i'm saying it's time to strike you know man boy was like you know he's smarter than what he, what he looks like yeah and he still got the lowest price bro niggas not yeah. getting that pure shit he getting yeah. that shit straight from Colombia, bro like he has the Colombian connection so He's obviously can't be exiled now, but it's just how he plays out the rest of the season is going to be very interesting. You know, he, um, not to get too many spoilers, but him and his closest, uh, his number two, they get into it. So, like, that's a real dynamic. But Snowfall, man, R.P. John Singleton, um, I caught him late. Do you think he wrote this season? Do you think the way it's turning is because he's not involved? I don't know. I I, I think... I, I think obviously it's gonna be a little bit more. It ain't gonna be. It's not. It's gonna be diluted because he's not there. You know, it's his vision. He executive produced the show. It was his. He made it all happen. So, I know it's gonna be different. Hopefully, they can keep the bar up, man. I don't want it to go down like Power did. You know what I mean? Like Power at one point was up here, and then yeah. the later seasons, it just kind of the writing got bad. Just the plot got bad. You know what I'm saying? But right now, after the first episode, it's wartime, baby. Oh, it's, it's it was action packed, bro. I was, I was on my you know, pins and needles, bro. Yeah. Shootout in the first thirty minutes. Hell yeah, man! And then it ended with a motherfucking little massacre. You know what I'm saying? A message in blood. You know, like I said, we let that gangster shit, man. Everybody, everybody love that gangster shit. It's just, yeah, especially. I like watching it because I don't gotta be collateral damage to none of this shit. Because Facts. you think about all the lies and like. We talk about this sometimes when we watch superhero movies. Like, yo, they knocked down the whole building. <laughs> There's hundreds of people that died that, yeah. that we're not even going to talk about for the rest of the movie. 
So it's like, you think about this, they're talking about the drug war, the, the, the gang wars in LA. It was thousands of people that died that are not going to get focused on in the story. But you got to think about it. When you have all these shootouts, there are casualties. Oh, and the, those, those deaths have ripples that really, that are real. So it's like, I would much rather watch this gang shit on TV than really have to deal with yeah. real life casualties. Two, two points I want to bring up. One, Franklin, you know, even though uh, Franklin is moving bad, he's still moving like a nigga. You know why he's, he's, I say he's moving like a nigga? Because when shit got hot, where you go stash out? Where you go sit at? At a brawl house. At a girl house. Niggas are all the same. Niggas are all the same, man. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate them keeping them humble in his in his in his environment. I was like, this thing, and I was like, I'm happy he didn't get caught up there. But yeah. it's like nigga gonna lay low at a joint house. You know what I'm saying? Like is is but I, well, I don't trust her. I don't know why she gives me the impression that Yeah, she's giving off vibes like she's not trustworthy. Yeah, and uh, two, you know, even though we're enjoying the fuck shit that's going on, let's keep our third eye open and remember that it's the CIA that planted crack in the hood. The only reason yes. this is happening is because CIA is putting crack. The CIA is putting crack in the hood to fund their communist war, the war against the communists in uh, Colombia and shit like that in Venezuela. So 100%. keep your eye open. You know what I'm saying? Remember that. Another thing when we're we're arguing on the internet about the government and white people and things like that. Remember, they put crack in the hood. They, 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 that's crazy. Government, and then they want to arrest niggas. That's what's crazy. Yeah, shit. You want to arrest us and kill us about things you put in the, you put in the hood. Cocaine, yeah, cocaine. Was was back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cocaine was a white person drug. He could, all we're doing is smoking weed and maybe a little coke, he had a little money. You know what I'm saying? Remember, Franklin couldn't move the coke. But when that crack when that crack hit, it's hard to move the coke, man. Yes, cheap, easy to make. So keep your third eye open, people. But Snowfall's back, baby. Uh, let's have discourse. You know, people that watch Snowfall, let's chat. Let's talk. You know what I'm saying? Talk. Meet us on the timeline at ten o'clock on Wednesday. Oh yeah, we all, everybody everybody there. Be there or be square. You know what I'm saying? Snowfall Wednesdays. So meet us there, baby. But uh, I got a couple questions, and I actually have a back black business to talk about this week, and we can wrap it. this thing up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the first question, we'll call this person Ava. My now ex-friend is mad at me and says I'm fake because I stole her man. She was cheating on him and even told us about how she doesn't even like him for real. He's actually a good guy. And the dirt deserves better, so I snatched them up. Should I feel bad uh, that she feels bad about that? And can I rebuild our friendship? Mm, don't feel bad. I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't paying attention when you read the beginning. <laughs> can you basically, basically, Ava uh, snatched up her now ex friend's boyfriend? Oh, you grimy. She was cheating, but she's caveat. She was cheating on him and even told us, even told her that she doesn't even like him for real. Oh, mm. he says he is actually a good guy and deserves better. So she snatched Well, him. I'll say this. How about this, though? You ask your girl, first of all, you could have shared this nigga. Mm -hmm. That's something that women have being in the selfish. You're being selfish. I see that. 
there's something that women haven't adopted as much as men has adopted. It's just like passing a drone off to your homie. So if your girl's like, yo, I don't really fuck with him like that, you could have just went to her like, yo, is this a personal or are you like, or is he for the team? Mm. Because shout out to you taking it back. Exactly. Shout out to shout out to uh Philly. You know what I'm saying? Are you a personal? Like, is this something that you personally keep into yourself, or is this something you're trying to share with the team? First of all, you got she got multiple niggas. So if you go ahead and slide and, and go ahead and, and uh, fuck with this nigga, it's not really a violation of the friendship. Because it's mm. not her personal. It's not her main. You know what I'm saying? Or if it is her main, it's not something that, that you, she expressed to you like, yo, he's off limits. Mm-hmm. So like first, the first move really should have been for you to come to her real like, yo, is this a personal? Like, what's up with him? Mm-hmm. I like but that. But she, she doing him dirty. You do have a leg to stand on in that area. But the friendship, you should have went to her first instead of like, just go ahead and slide and try to splack her. And now- yeah, that's, you, that's grimy. That's grimy. And now, are you trying to be with bro? Like, make him your joke? Cause then that's a whole nother situation. Cause then you're still friends with the girl if y'all don't fall out over this. And then this brother is gonna be hanging around y'all. So I she said like, she says she says my now ex friend. So obviously, okay. So you about. lost a friend. Listen, girls who's friends over niggas every day, daily, daily. So I'm I'm I can't really uh I can't really say that you uh. As a consultant, I would say in this scenario, you are actually in the clear because you do have one leg to stand on. Uh-huh. Your friend was not, your friend was cheating on and abusing the relationship with this man. So you can always throw that back in her face. If she tries to throw in your face, you fucking my sloppy seconds or some shit like that. See, now you're, you're bringing up to, you're bringing me into another conversation piece. Maybe we'll talk about this next week, you know. What do you do as the man, like your man's is acting wrong? You know, she, obviously she, she, she was like, and, and she was liking the, the, the peace and she felt away because she, her friend was treating him wrong, but that's supposed mm-hmm. to be your man's, right? You're supposed to hold your man's down first, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the peace that you, you know, the person that you're interested in is being dealt wrong. Isn't it chicks before dicks? I thought so. Bros over You got to suck that up. You just got to suck it up and talk to the game. Like, you know what? Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, you you weren't really friends, friends, if you were willing to sacrifice your friendship over a penis. Yeah. But see, she might have saw a lot of potential and try to scoop them up. She got to listen. Like, when the stock prices, when the stock get low, you get it low, and the stock price go up, you the winner. And just be happy with the new nigga you got. Exactly. So... Now that the girl's not your friend anymore, you shouldn't feel too bad about it, you know, and she shouldn't, she shouldn't feel too bad about it because like you said, she didn't really like him. But guess what? Humans, she gonna switch them and be like, I just said that to you. That was my nigga. It wouldn't matter. We had a relationship. Like she could, she's definitely gonna flip flop. You know what I'm saying? But you with him now, he belongs to you. The friendship is over with. Just ride right off into the sunset. Like you said, if she would have, if she would have read the book of future, Nevadius three, like you said, and asked if she was a personal, this could have been resolved. She didn't Hell read yeah. the book of future. She didn't read the book of future. You got like that's that's a code. Like I said, women don't really. I don't know how. I don't know if women really have this. 
I've heard about women passing niggas around in certain circumstances, but it's like you went to her and be like, yo, you fucking with bro? Like, is it you fucking with him, fucking with him, or is this like just a little junk? Cause I think he a cutie. I'm trying to go ahead and get my little my little twerk off with it too. You know what I'm saying? And then then first of all, you're not supposed to take, you're not supposed to uh, especially a pass around joint, you're not supposed to cuff him. Yeah, you can't cuff, you can't cuff the joint. You're not supposed to cuff the pass around. But as we know, it happens. Yeah. Niggas fall in love with the fall in love with the pass around. But uh player advice from Miles Talks, right off in the sunset with your prize, man. You got him. He's yours. Yeah. First and clean. Uh the last one today is uh we'll call it JR. JR just found out his girl has been saving and hiding pics and videos of her and her ex the whole time they've been in a relationship. After t- after she told him she got rid of him. Damn. Is, is he wrong for being mad? They've been together for four plus years. Yes, yes, you're, you you should be mad. It's human. You not even not even the fact that she had the pictures, right? That's, you know, regardless of why she had the pictures. It's the fact that she lied. And that's you that she got rid of him. Yeah, man. Um, the line should be mad. the main part. You know, um, the line is the main part. How'd you, you found out, it doesn't matter how you found out. I'm sure you probably did some snooping. You're here now. You're here now. You're here now. You found out. What are you going to do about it? That's are you going to, you're going to dismiss her and break up? Over some old videos. You remember the Black Mirror episode where you could record every yeah. every uh, memory you had. And he was and he was he was pitching picturing his wife getting fucked by another nigga. Yeah, and imagine like during sex they would do the playback in the head of like the first time. Like he was doing the playback of them having sex. Yeah, but she, she would do, she could have been she could have been doing the playback of the other nigga pipe. I would definitely need to ask what's going on here. You definitely need to figure out what's, what, why she has those photos. Did the nigga die or something? You know what I'm saying? Is he dead? What is, so why you got his dick in your phone? Is he, is he, you know what? That's a good question. Because that nigga better be dead. I, all I can say is he better be dead. As general principle, all that stuff, especially since y'all actually had a conversation about it, and she said she would delete it, that's a violation of the trust. General principle, you shouldn't you shouldn't have anything from the past come into your new relationship. And um you definitely have a right to be mad, but it's like, is this an unforgivable offense? Is my question. I would mm-hmm. ask him, do you still love her? Do you still want to be with her? Do you think you can get past this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's um it's not nothing current. It's not like she's been actually out here fucking nobody else. You know what I'm saying that's the bright side, but yeah. uh, the other side is like your trust might be shook too much. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, so you can um, get over it. Is, is it? I working? think it is. I think it is forgivable, but you got to make sure that uh, she actually does the deleting. This yeah, time. you gotta see that. You got. You got make sure she does it. Check her phone. Watch she's doing it. Those listen. That those must be some good jumps if she won't get rid of them. <sighs> That's a tough situation, man. Four plus years is a long time to like keep somebody's. Like you should be over over your ex. This isn't like yeah, a one man. Year. Four years, like we don't have new memories. 
yeah, make some new videos, man. Like, I think that's the only way to really get over it. You got to make some new videos. Mm. First to the brother, JR. You know, it's a tough situation to be in, but you'll overcome it. If you really want to be with her, you'll overcome it. Yeah, man. And then you, and then she, if she, if she still won't be with you, you could, um, you could leverage that into like dick sucks. Yeah. A whole lot of dick sucks. Mm. You're quite good. That's a good, that's a good play. All right. So the last, so I haven't did a black business in a while and we, you know, we like to uh, uplift our community. That's the first step to financial freedom and getting out of here, uh, getting out of the white man's uh, grasp is a, uh, you know, economic freedom. So the Black Businesses Week is uh, you know, a good uh, a friend of ours from uh, you know back home and in college, um, Camille Camille Tellweiler. Hey, no, aka her IG is at Goddess G O D D E S S S L I K E underscore. Uh, she has a photography business called Hummingbird Photography LLC. And the website is www.hummingbird-photography.com. She's located in the DMV area, as far as I know. Um, But, you know, she she recently just had a Valentine's Day uh, special. You know, she high quality photos. You know, we want to support our Black women, you know, in the arts as well, in a Black business. So, you know, if you you need any photos for your artists um, or photos for yourself and for your mate, for your, you know, for your family or whatever, and you're in the DMV area, go look, you know, go shout her out, you know, go check her, uh, her portfolio out, give her some love, uh, and tell her that uh, Mother Talk sent you. Yeah, shout man. Mill, and Support that's Black business. business. Yes, sir. That's the Black Business of the Week. Terry, can you uh, lead us out? with a spiritual moment of the week? I actually do have one. I've been um, actually getting one to my bag. You know, as Lent is around, I don't know if you guys know this, Lent has begun. Um, and I've been reading, I started a new little lesson plan. And um, and life, we get, it's a lot of noise. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of opinions, a lot of people, like I spoke about before, a lot of people trying to give you advice. A lot of, a lot of paths you could take, you know what I'm saying? And we all want the path to uh, our, us being the most, the happiest we can be and to the, the most success we can have. And I would just encourage everyone during this time. And I want to encourage everyone as they go through their daily lives to listen to God as he directs you. And God can speak to you through in many ways. He gives you signs and we all, we need to be open to receive these signs because though that's how we know whether we're going in the right direction or not. And we got to take heed to where our attention is being called. You know what I'm saying? And the, the, I, I know for a fact that I can hear God and I can see the signs the best when I'm in a very balanced, centered place in my life. When I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm, when I'm not doing, when I'm, when I'm not doing bad things, when I'm um, eating right, when I'm uh, exercising, you know what I'm saying? When I'm really centered, I know that I'm not doing negative things on the daily. You know what I'm saying? Like I get a on a good, just like um, the rings on your Apple Watch. I just got an Apple Watch recently. And like when you fill up all your Apple Watch, like you exercise, it's like everything. You breathe, you stand for a certain amount of time, whatever it is. And it's like when you get on a little run of stacking those days together, 
of just having really good productive days and maybe not even productive. We have might have a bad day mixed up in there. But when you're able to get on a roll spiritually, you can hear and see the signs that God has laid out for you. Mm-hmm. I always quote this line from Jay-Z. It says, hum do a lot. Whatever he said, he says the spiritual shit really works. This is after he uh, had his, his uh, whatever mishap he had with his wife and Becky. Usually, that, usually that's when you find, you know, you find yeah. God in, in, in tough places. <laughs> but um, I just want to say like spirituality really does work when you do the work and you, and, you, and you do what you're supposed to do. And I promise you, the signs just appear to you very clearly when you're in that, when you get to that level of awareness and consciousness and, and, and mindfulness and all that stuff, you can see the signs better. So I just want people to try to get to that state. And when you get to that state, I want you to listen to God as he directs you and pay attention to the signs and, and, and where your attention is being called. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Always rounding us out with the ratchery that we go yeah, through. Yeah, man, I'm back, I'm back on it. I'm back on it. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, last thing I want to say is remember to stream, you know, stream Ali's new music, uh, So Fly. Say la vie. Go stream uh, my man Cloud Envy's new junk. Uh, go stream my man Don uh, Dino's new junk. Uh, Chocolate Girls, Sun got uh, Twilight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my man Josh uh, Josh Tucker. He got his junk. Uh, was it seeing pine trees? You know what I'm saying? If you need you need to book a model or uh, an actress or hostess, you know as clubs open up, I got models for you too. It's DTR, baby. You know, we're building, I'm building a, the new Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? Call me, oh, no, not the new Rockefeller. The new No Limit, baby, because, you know, you know, we're real. I'm fucking with Master P and his movies. Um, so come check us out. Buy some merch. Uh, anything you need to pub, Terry, before we, we get out of here? Um, Nothing, man. Just tap in, man. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay locked in with us. Stay locked in with us. Subscribe. Rate, review, share. Oh yeah, go watch the YouTube. Yeah, man. Oh, thank you. Go watch our YouTube. We put all our videos up on there. You know, get to see get to see this good looking chocolate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all there. It's all here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, remember, on a path to platinum, there are three rules to success: stay true to yourself, stay true to the code, and wear your mask, man. I might change that. And actually, stay true to yourself, stay true to the code. And mind your business. Um, we'll see you next week, baby. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. I love it. I love it. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Nahaim. I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers. Toast the crime. Number one, D-boy. Shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even got to bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Look at how I'm chilling. I'm killing this ice. You don't even got to bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks